It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. Episode 237 of the new Utah Podcast being brought to you uh, by COVID today. <laughs> COVID strikes quarantine. Because there is a good chance I have contracted COVID. I'm not sick. I have not been sick for the last week. But I was definitely exposed to someone who had disgusting COVID symptoms the very next day. Um, and then another person also ended up with COVID out of that group. And I don't have my test results back yet. So I got tested yesterday morning. And it really makes me wonder if I have COVID since I haven't got the results back yet. And most people that have gotten tested that I've talked to in the last... I don't know, fucking three months, get the results within 24 hours. It and took my a- cousin four days to get his, and he tested positive. Yeah, that's what I'm worried that's about. That's why he's worried that he's going to test positive, is because mm-hmm. oh. it's taking longer. It's taking the double-checking. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so my, my sister was really sick a couple weeks ago. Her husband, not at all. She, she thought they better go get tested, so <clears throat> they're going to get tested. She comes back negative, but she's sick as a dog. He's positive, no symptoms whatsoever. So he's mad because he ha- can't go to work. <laughs> well, and she, it could be that she had COVID and, and was sick long enough that it wasn't showing up with a, a positive result anymore. Well, so she was so sure they switched their results that she went and got tested again and still came back negative. <laughs> well, that is what it is. Which sister? Gina? Jill. Jill? I don't know. Jill, the one just Jill. younger than me. I've not met Jill. You should have a family reunion and invite me. So, so I can you know, know who I'm talking things. about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like my sister, and I'm like, well, I've met two of them. Now we, we have several. Four more to go. Yeah. There's six. <laughs> That's insane. That's too many people, Jeremy. Have a smaller family. <laughs> um, Are you? to mention that you got a happy Hanukkah card from your dad? No, I was not. Oh. I didn't mention that. Never no, mind. I don't like he didn't get a happy it. Hanukkah card from his dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if my dad's Jewish or Jehovah's Witness or whatever, but I got a Hanukkah card. So All I know is he's crazy and I don't talk to they him. They wrote a bunch of Bible scriptures on it. Did you see that? Yeah, a bunch of New Testament scriptures, Yeah, if you'll notice. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't know about you and he's covering his bases. Oh, no. No, no, he knows. Uh, we've had we've had a discussion as to why I don't talk to him. Uh, and well, I mean, he's like people like to people like to remember their version of the story sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely true. Bree's like, I want to send him a Christmas card. I'm like, don't waste the time. Well, no, you said you didn't want him to think that he was part of our lives. Yeah, he's not a part of my life. Never will be. I don't want him to have any kind of idea of satisfaction of my happy life. So anyway, so yeah, we are brought to you by COVID, which is, is this the first time that we've done a completely no. all Skype? No. Every, we've done no. one other, right? Yeah. At least one. Because remember, well, Jeremy had the sound problems once. When COVID first broke out, I think we yeah. did like three episodes three. Okay, that's right. Skype. Because yeah, the first one, my sound was a disaster and then I got it fixed. And then I think Jessica had sound problems. And every time we Skype, it ends up being an adventure. Like it was kind of an adventure today, getting Brie going, um, and then we just decided to... I'm just worried now that when I go to try and do my work stuff with my headphones, they won't work. Uh, we'll try it after this tonight. Okay. We'll go upstairs, and I'll do some tech support for you, and then you can pay me in sex. 
This <laughs> is not a kid-friendly show, by the way, in case you were wondering. Uh, Jeremy, um, so you, your new roof's done? No, no so it's, the accountant is, right? at work is going to be so weirded out when he gets that invoice, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? So, hey, supplies uh, show up today, and then they're supposed to start tomorrow, and they have till Thursday to be done with it. So. Okay, so I saw a video today... Um, and I, I made me think of you because you're getting a, an entire new roof based on insurance. Yay! Because of some bad shingles from a windstorm. Yep. Uh, and I, I, some dude was posting a, a policy. They had one damaged shingle on their roof, and the policy says same. So it has to be the same shingle, not like same. same. They got an entire new roof for one bad shingle because the insurance policy was written poorly. That guy's lucky. Yeah, well, that's how you got. That a never roof. ever happens. I've been reading insurance policies all day, literally reading insurance. Policies. Well, I got, I, I kind of got lucky with mine, but my roof was a disaster. Yeah, it was totally hashed. You, were, I mean, you were at the same spot we were. Your roof was just old enough that it was time to replace yeah. the whole thing. But what I got lucky with is the huge storm we had in September. It was bad enough, and so many people were filing claims. I think the insurance was just, like, checking them all off, like, yep, 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 yep. Because they didn't fight it, and the last two times I've tried, they fought it. So, I'm happy. I'll take you know it. What, you know what had uh, zero damage? My new roof. <laughs> not a shingle out of place. Which was kind of nice. I'm excited because they came out and they measured our countertops yesterday. And our HVAC is going in on Thursday. And then once they get the windows in and scheduled, then I can schedule the stucco, too. So it's going to be like a brand new house for you. Yeah, the exterior will finally match all the work we've been doing inside, I think. so. It's going to look nice. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for the new windows. That's the most exciting part of it. Why is it that like as we get older, we get excited over shit like <laughs> HVAC? <laughs> It's like, cool. sweet, I have a new air conditioner. Because <laughs> it's cool, but sometimes it's warm. <laughs> How? I wasn't, I wasn't trying to make a bad joke. No, no, here I am. But, well, and actually, it's a, good, it's a good little transition. How's your new house? Ooh, new house. It's, I mean, it's not super new anymore because you've been I know, there, but I know, it's like, ooh. now that it's like five months old, it's starting to fall apart, you know? <laughs> Maybe um, the roof. <laughs> yeah, what a weird, what a weird thing to do. Like, so I was, I was like saving money, knowing that I might be on tour for three months at the end of this year. Just like, because you know, there's a pretty good chance I'm not going to be able to take that much time off work. They don't just let you go for three months all the time. And uh, and you know, when everything happened, I was like, maybe I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna do this. I, and I bought this house, and um, one one huge catalyst of that is I found out the place that I was living was slighted to be knocked down, and I didn't want to just stick around because you know the way that they manage the place, like maybe they send a notice, maybe you just wake up to like a bulldozer one day. Like, <laughs> that was the level of trust uh, that I had in that, so. It's been really nice, man. It's, it's, it's super cool. Um, it's like, 
one of these like stacked condo layouts with uh, three bedrooms or two bedrooms and this room that could be a they call it the flex room. The flex, flex room. room. You just come oh, in. Condo. I just come in here to flex every once in a while. <laughs> it's all full of mirrors, so you can get a good view. And yeah, not my like not my body, just just like the kind of the more <laughs> contemporary version of flexing. I've got a. I've got. I don't know how much of it you guys can see because of the camera angle, but I've got every yeah, album not on, so we can't. See. Yeah, I can't see your camera at all. Oops. How do I turn that on? <laughs> There's a little okay. camera no, icon. Hey, look, there he is. Yes. Imagine what it would be like to listen to this podcast and not be able to see the audio. Yeah. Um. <laughs> How come Nick's so little on my screen? I don't know. Oh. He's a teeny little circle. I don't know. I'll click on him, see if he goes. I did. Uh, on full screen and go back to full screen. I don't know. I don't know. My Skype hates me. Yeah, your Skype sucks. Um, anyway. Uh, so this room, this room's dedicated to, like, the walls are all dedicated to all the albums I've released. So behind the monitor, I've got, like, the first Nick Passy album. I've got the first, uh, Full Kogan album that we put on vinyl. I've got the original demo. The first record, the second record, and then like on this wall, I've got a shadow box with tape cassettes and newspapers and floppy disks and a check that somebody's grandma wrote out to my band <laughs> at the time. I wrote it out to a band name, so I never cashed it. So it's they're probably dead, honestly. But I mean, and uh, yeah, so, well, I mean these like these demos. We used to have a four track um, cassette. And we would, we would like demo our stuff out with like one microphone when we were, you know, 13, 14 years ago or 13, 14 years old, like a million years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and then I've got like CDs and more CDs. And I've got a spot where I'm hanging up another vinyl. Um, I had like 15 cut for a, a band. Um, and I was able to get one of those back. And then I took all the posters from like 2002 to 2003 and made this giant collage back here. That's pretty sweet. And so basically, like, this is just the, like, this is like my diploma, basically. <laughs> it's your portfolio. In our studio, we have on the wall, I don't know if you can see it. You gotta unfuzz your background, Brie. You gotta unblur your stuff. I don't know how to unblur Click it. Click on the little three dots for more. All right, hold on. Oh, I was gonna show you. A little bit of Skype, Pete, and go choose background effect. Oh. Yes, you do. And then <laughs> just disable the background effect. There you go. There we go. Now she's in a spaceship. Now I'm in a spaceship. Now you can see Chris. If COVID hadn't attacked, this is where we'd now all be right now. Hey. Board and see, look, we've got our tickets when we went to sponsor in the patch. That's so cool. We actually oh, have your bag hanging on our on our door too that yeah. has equipment in it. So, is it the poster or is it the back patch? Because they look the That's same. That's the back patch. Okay, cool. We like you guys. You guys. That's a good. That's a good compromise. Like I, I was like worried that like each of you was gonna have to like one king minus half of the patch. <laughs> <laughs> or just like lent like. 
pass it around. You get it for a month, and you get it for a month, and you get it for a month. I no. kept the beer cozy because I like them and I use it all the time. Yeah, I use Sister it when I go to his house. Traveling metal vest. <laughs> so, uh, Jess, do you have a Real Housewives recap for us? <laughs> yes, I sure do. But it's just little this week because... Has Mary uh, divorced her grandpa yet? Has what? Mary divorced her grandfather yet? No. Um, I'll, I'll update you on that uh, later. Uh, so I just so I decided that besides focusing on like the local businesses that they show, that we should do a that they should make a drinking game, and maybe they do because one of my favorite <laughs> things to do is see what people talk about online about it during it. Um, for all the Utah references. <laughs> so like this week, Heather was making green bean casserole for her girl. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was really funny. But um, they went to Walters, which is uh, right across from T.F. Chains. Yeah. Um, Formerly Nick's Old Road. (laughs) Which is... Across the street, I gotta throw a rock at it. What is that? Third... Tesla. Third, (laughs) second west-ish. Or a homeless person. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the L.A section of 300 South in between <laughs> third West. The LA section. Second West. Yeah. It's about, there's about 15 feet of LA right there. Yeah. Um, so my observation this week is that the people online that are talking about this show, uh, constantly say, this is not representative of our state. And I just want to say, have you ever watched a real housewives because literally none of the, I mean, they might have little bits and pieces that are representative of the state, but like these are women that have worked really hard for their money, at I least here in Utah. Live in Salt Lake. Well, no, that's not true. One lives in Cottonwood Heights, one lives in Draper, one lives in Harriman. I'm not I sure where Mary lives. Salt Lake. Well, Salt Lake proper. <laughs> Salt Lake um, Valley. Yeah. Don't the other um, two live in the city? Yeah, two live up in Park City. Um, Meredith and Jen live up there. So, I don't know where she lives. I'm not sure where her house is. I think she lives in the Salt Lake area, though. So, anyways. Um, but, so I, I participated last week in a, I didn't hear what you said, Chris. I said I'll just Google where does Grandpa Fucker live. Oh, (laughs) except for that actually was part of this last episode. One of the gals called her that, and she was really upset about it. So She should be upset. She's a grandpa fucker. <laughs> Listen, when you're, when you're um, willed to somebody, you know, when it's arranged. but When you're willed to your grandpa. <laughs> anyway, so I participated in a local auction for... Um, sorry, I can't remember the name of it. The family... I'm going to mess it up. But anyways, um, it's a house that's in Taylorsville that um, does counseling and um, offers like a safe space for uh, people and kids who have been abused. And there was an auction last week, like I guess they do an annual um, fundraiser. And one of the items was Whitney Rose's... Um, Skincare, which I talked about before, the uh, iris and bow, 
and I saw them talking about it and oh, it's called the family support centers. And, uh, and so I bid and I won. And so I picked up my stuff today and I'm really excited to try all of the face products. And so I'm supporting local and a local uh, charity. So that's my recap. Um, this is not, um, Real Housewives related, but I thought that it was important just to mention it. Uh, we use a bit of the Salt Lake Magazine content and, um, the editor unfortunately was swept away to sea yesterday. What? Um, what? yeah. Yeah. Mary Maloof was, uh, I mean, we talk about how much we love supporting local, but she was the epitome of supporting local in Utah. And this is a, a huge, huge loss to the food and restaurant community, to Salt Lake Magazine, um, to a lot of local people. So Swept I just out wanted to see to... like, sh- like a wave took her off yep. the shore of California yep. and yep. she, no, yep, it was, like, she was in Northern California, um, with her family. Her and her son were, um, standing on a cliff and there was, uh, really like 28 foot, I think it was like 24, 28 foot waves and it hit them both and he was able to, uh, hold on to a rock and unfortunately she was not able no to. Way. So, yeah. So they, they, How she has been, is that? she has been recovered, but, um, it, it's truly like, it's devastating to the Salt Lake, um, Food and arts community for sure. Freak accident. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but it's really important. She was stay away. Stay away from the cliffs of Northern California. Apparently, (laughs) that's fucking crazy. That's when there's high tide like that. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, geez, that's insane. I that sucks. I really like the folks over at Salt Lake Magazine. So yeah, they're they're pretty incredible. So yeah. Sorry, that was sad. <laughs> kind of, I mean, it was kind of sad. You're right. Uh, definitely was kind of sad. Thanks a lot, Debbie. Oh, well, on a on a That's great note, so uh, I've been, I have all of our Christmas cards are uh, labeled and ready to go, and I walked out of the house today without our address labels, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so they'll go out tomorrow. <laughs> That's okay. Yes, that's right, people. We send Christmas cards uh, to the podcast. Uh, mostly past, Jessica does. Our past guests. Hey, I sign every one of those by hand. There's no rubber stamp yet. Yes. What is this, what is this leaving the house you speak of? <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to right now, so I have to stay in the house. Happy, merry quarantine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't. It's not like I go out all that much anyway, so... I don't really ever go out, so it hasn't changed my life at all. Where, where, where'd you go? Uh, Have you guys done the, the grocery delivery thing before? We haven't. Yeah. Crystal likes to pick out his own like things and get ideas for dinner when he is shopping, and so he still does all of our grocery shopping. But like, um, I've actually had two old people die in my life recently, like where their funerals are this week, and one of them is a link for online and one of them is making like appointments for every half an hour to like keep people spread out. But I, I can't participate in either one of them since I have to quarantine with Chris, but how weird is that? Yeah. Either one of them are a COVID death. It's just, they're just old people just dying. 
this is this is fairly anecdotal, but like a lot of my friends that have had scares have had them because they've gone to funerals. So that's that's good Isn't to take precautions. Isn't it weird to talk about your friends having scares and it's not pregnancy? <laughs> <laughs> like isn't wasn't that the pregnancy scare was that was the scare you had for a long time and now it's like well fuck do I have this disease that that could kill me or could be absolutely um, fine? <laughs> there's no pill. There's no pill for COVID. It's no, not yet. No. There's there is a pill for pregnancy. No, but that first lady over in England got her shot today. Oh, her uh, vaccine. Uh-huh. That's very public display of vaccination. It's wild. I seem like. That's it's good. I think it was in England. That's a violation of HIPAA here in the U.S. So. <laughs> Only if you don't don't say it's okay. If Look you say here, it's I okay, it doesn't matter. I got a flu vaccination, but you fuckers all think it's COVID because <laughs> someone said it was COVID and it looks the same. <laughs> Just a jab in the arm with a needle. Um, you know, whatever. HIPAA. I, I want to. Very weird thing. It's like a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I. I mean, it's good to have it because I think that, um, you know, I want to have my wedding in October in Hawaii, and I think having a vaccine will make that possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to end up with a whole shit ton of autism, though. <laughs> like, Stop. People are going to be getting that shit left and right come this summer. I mean, we're going to replace COVID with autism, adult onset autism, because of the... Uh, Eggshells in the vaccine, right? Isn't that what they say causes it? Are these the same people that believe the Earth is flat, but the other planets are round? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there's a fucking dome above us that keeps us in. I mean, you know... That was a good show, by the way, the dome. That was a pretty good show. <laughs> it was a good show till the end. The, the last ones got weird, but it was kind of cool when the cow got chopped in half. That was true. We can't, we can't take, we can't honestly take like an entire state of people that were 48 in education and expect them to believe fifth grade science, you know? It's true. It's true. You know, it's much easier to believe that some dumbass right That sounds like something that your mother would say to, you know, like there are starving children in China, but there are, there are children in China that that can explain to you science principles <laughs> and why vaccines work. You can ask them not autism. what latent heat is, and <laughs> and you could probably ask a hundred and fifty Utahns, and if you got one that knew what that was without using any sort of smartphone, you'd be really. And so you know we can't we can't we can't blame the fact that. People don't understand things like global warming and vaccines. Well, also, where do you where do you get your information nowadays, right? Like, even if even if you are somewhat educated, I've seen very educated people just get on social media. Actually, the title of articles that my friends post on the internet, and my friends are all a very tight group. No, I'm just kidding. I know that was a rhetorical question. I I had to do a jury duty before all of this COVID stuff. Hey, I got to do jury duty, which was honestly, I I was almost offended by how many of my friends were like, "Don't do it. Just if you want to get out of it, do this." I'm like, "No, I'm going." It's a civic I'm, thing. Like it's your duty. I did it a couple of years ago, and I was excited to do it. And I felt like I was like the like 
the only person that was on. I I felt like I got picked because I was very very like blunt and honest. Um, but I was like, I was definitely the token liberal in the room. <laughs> like that guy. Yeah. It was jury duty in the state of Utah. Nick. I mean, even in Salt Lake City Municipal Court, you're still pretty outnumbered by conservatives. So I felt like it was like a really important role for me to play that day, uh, because it was one of these vice stings um, where they where they line up the where they line up the cars, they line up the the vice cop dressed like a prostitute and they just roll people through and then arrest them like all night. And the guy that rolled up, like didn't speak very much English at all. Like he didn't speak English at work. He didn't speak English at home. And so it was like very much impossible to prove that he understood that he was making a deal. And that's the whole crime, right? But the rest of the jury was like, nah, dude, he's Mexican. Clearly, he was <laughs> getting hooked. They were like, well, sometimes he knows English and sometimes he doesn't. I'm like, no, it's pretty clear. It's, it's clear. He doesn't. Uh, that's, why, that's why juries are not one person. Yeah, it was fun. It was way fun. Yeah, jury, uh, I've always wanted to do it. I've never been called in for it. I've always been like, oh, I want to get like three day long trial of of things like they're not weeks and weeks long those are very 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 rare usually yeah. they're like four hours and then you deliberate it was, it was a good day I mean we broke up for lunch I ran across the street to Piper Down I spent double of what they pay you for a day to do jury duty on lunch I ran back <laughs> <laughs> when I had jury duty I walked from my office which is on 4th and 4th and uh, I just walked over to the court and then walked back for lunch and then walked over to the court. And people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, parking's free over here. They don't have to give me a validation. And I brought my lunch. So, like, I actually get to keep all the, you know, $2 that they paid me to be no. there. That's like I, about it. I had jury duty just before COVID, if you remember. Yeah. I never got mm-hmm. my paycheck in the mail. My $12 oh, or whatever it is. I should follow up on that. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely go after him for that. I, I keep like a really extensive record of everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the amount that I was paid. <laughs> While you're doing that, I want to talk about something that, that doesn't require a jury, and that's ourdivorce.com. Um, I I was actually talking to Tom about that, and he said um, he actually introduced me to uh, Jill, his his partner in crime over there, not crime. And divorce. I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. What? She'll be joining us. She'll be joining us in a few weeks. Oh, excellent. But uh, uh, he was he was telling me that uh, the two of them were telling me that um, you know they they they're kind of being presented as just a just a divorce uh, place, and that's not really what their long term vision is. They they want to be. Um, kind of that that pre and post divorce um, uh, space. They want to create an environment where divorce, especially a mutual divorce, doesn't turn relationships completely sour. So people can be, you know, like Brie and Don, her ex husband, where they have a relationship where 
You know, sometimes he just comes over and chats with us because he needs to have an adult conversation about some dumb shit, and we're he probably the only people giving when we stopped by. Yeah, yeah, and he was uh, actually hoping to see Heather. He was super disappointed. It was just you, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> uh, but you know the the divorce thing. So I, I I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be doing. Um, but they're working on basically what comes next. I don't know if that's like a bendivorce.com singles or something, like singledivorcees.com. <laughs> like, kind of like the farmers only thing. Single but, divorced farmers. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just call like, it Tinder. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to make their own Tinder. It's like, you just select, you just select my age range on Tinder. <laughs> the same. You know, I, I will say, uh, Tinder is, uh, Tinder is kind of post when Bree and I got together. I think it was around before, um, yeah. but not for long, and it certainly wasn't the hookup app that it is now. Um, that would have been nice, you know, 10 plus years ago when I was single, yeah. but I've never really used it because of that. Does Do you remember? Com advertised on Tinder. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure they that they don't. I think that they're more talking about like people can get on and be like, this weird thing's happening, and what do you think? And now we have this question about it now that we're divorced that we didn't think about, and kind of give you. Oh, a, a so they'll create word. a divorce community, not a hookup app. Is I'm pretty sure that's what they mean. I'm pretty sure that they mean like, hey, what are next steps? Now we've got our divorce, and we're still friends, and we didn't spend a whole bunch of money on it, but. Now there's like this thing that we didn't think about or this. What are you folks doing? And and people can use them as sounding boards to figure out life after divorce. I'm a big fan of that community. The divorce community or the... No, the, just the creating that environment. Yeah. Everybody wants a place. Yeah, such a such a great idea from those guys. I'm, I'm pretty stoked at the success they're having. So I mean, divorce is, divorce is hard. I like, I've never been married, but I mean, having been around it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, easy and it's expensive. It's strange, you know? So I'm not much on the TikTok, but I heard they had another very successful TikTok push just TikTok. recently, didn't they? Yeah. Dude, they had a, how old are you? Are you like 65? I watch the TikToks every once in a while, but <laughs> only when I send them to you. I watch the TikToks when they're on at five o'clock before Matlock. <laughs> no murder, she wrote. Murder, yeah, she wrote, like, and then Matlock, and then Jeopardy. But I don't want to watch Jeopardy no more because that Mister Trebek is gone. <laughs> now they Jennings is hosting right now. I think this is going to be the first non-cancer host. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a good point. I mean, if you think about how fast the world has changed with technology and socially, I mean, there was a point not too long ago where if someone said like, oh, I met a girl online, I met this guy online, you'd just immediately just assume they were some hideous troll basement dweller. Uh -huh. okay? And now, and now it's like, oh, I just use Tinder for the, the articles so just you know like it's so, so much more common like online dating is is like a whole industry well that's how i originally met brie not an online dating site but i met her online in the x96 chat room back in the day when they used to have a chat room that was active um yeah i love the technology jeremy good call 
Stop putting that on the screen. <laughs> what was that? That was uh, that was Kip from uh, Kip. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh no wonder I didn't know. I, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> Always <laughs> and forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, so anyway, but I mean, the point is, like, I with Tinder in, in particular, we'll we'll move on from talking about our divorce, but Tinder in particular, like, that's that's a whole concept I never got into, and I don't know now, like. If Brie and I got divorced in seven years, that's when it happens, right? Seven years after marriage right, instead of years. time. I think we probably skipped past that already, but maybe it's maybe you have to get married first for the seven year itch to hit, so it'll be like the seventeen year itch for us. <laughs> um, but if I so at that point in time, you know, I'm in my late forties. Um, does that mean like is does Tinder work when you're that old? Uh, like by that time, you'll probably just go, Alexa, wife. <laughs> and then he'll get somebody at your door. Up on your door. You know, I, like, I honestly, and I'm not saying, I, I, like, here's the thing. Here's where the internet is going. It's it's going to become more and more and more and more and more narrow, to where, like, that joke like almost isn't funny. Like the the technology is going to get to the point where. Not far from now, we're just going to say, like, order pizza. And it's not that you can't do that now, but I'm just saying it's going to it's gonna narrow to the point where there's such a dynamic profile of you online. Um, oh, yeah. That, it's already that, there. That, that AI is probably just going to give you an option between A and B at that point. If you I have mean, the Domino's app, you can do that, actually. Yeah, on my Echo the other day, like sometimes, like I order my cat litter from um, Amazon because I could do it from them or from PetSmart, and I don't really care about either of those places. So, but I just said Echo order cat litter, and it knew what cat litter I I normally order and the way I order it, and it just said, "Is this what you want?" And I said yes, and it was on my doorstep a day later. That's just wild, and they it's have those kind stupid of awesome buttons. technology when when. When it works. Yeah, it talks to my dog, too. I'll say talk to my dog, and it plays some stupid bark thing. <laughs> and she always starts barking at it in the kitchen. She'll run over to the kitchen and bark at it. So I don't know if the dog that's barking on it is like, hey, stupid bitch dogs in that house. Fuck you guys. Or if it's like, hey, you should bark with us. We're singing a Christmas carol. I'm not sure which one. But my dog does participate. I got into a deep rabbit hole, actually. I was looking... On Amazon, so uh, especially around the holidays, like if you need an idea for someone, Amazon's a good place to go to like kind of look through and go, oh yeah, that would be a good thing. They have those daily deal things. And I got into this rabbit hole of new uh, Amazon products and they have, so remember how Google tried to do Google Glass? Well, oh, Amazon yeah. has Amazon has Echo Frames now. Yeah, so they're eyeglass frames that they're a little bit wider, but they're like plasticky frames, and they're a little bit wider on the, the actual side of the frame. And they have Alexa built into them. Uh, and so you can, it plays right to your ear, essentially, so that only you can hear it. So when I was driving the other day and I was yelling in my car for my Echo to do something, it would have done it? Yeah, because you wouldn't have had to yell. It would have just been right on your That's face. That's awesome. Like we're getting close to the Tony Stark eyeglass thing. <laughs> so. I'm tired of this track. Of this traffic. Alexa, yeah. play video. Yeah, and then, and like, uh, and, and like, what was the other thing I saw? Oh, they had a, they had a, like a wristband thing. I don't remember what they called it, 
But instead of being a watch, it was just a wristband that had no face and on the underside had the step tracker and, you know, all the, all the telemetry stuff so that they could check, you know, um, heart rate and pulse and pulse ox and all those things that most of the smartwatches do. But instead of being like an obtrusive watch, it's just a little band that you wear all the time. So they can track all of your data and build that profile that you were talking about, Nick. Um, so they can suggest everything for you based on your activity and everything else. And then they can. I, mean, I think it will be awesome. It is. You know, I it's, it's easy to fear. This well, I mean, the scary part of that is 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 all your data is out there, right? And like someone can build a profile on you, and how easy it is, is it then? We already know it's really easy to market to you. So like you see, yeah. uh, you go look for today. Let's say you're you're shopping around for a new set of luggage. Suddenly, every fucking place you go, there is luggage in your face. Not always from the same player. You know, it could be different manufacturers, different websites, but it is luggage nonstop. Uh, and then you go some some to something else three days later, and your entire feed everywhere changes. Yeah, the ads that you see on every site that you visit, it's ridiculous. Yeah, anyway. it's it's. It, I think it will get more refined, and I don't like it's equal parts worse and more awesome. Um, I mean, how much time did our parents worry about the nuclear threat? You know, somebody just flipping the switch and it's all being done. And I think similarly, we might you could waste your your next forty years worrying about robots taking over. But tell you, you what, I'm not just, doing. Tell a speaker to send you more cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hide under a desk, though. If the, yeah. the AI comes for me, if the robots come, they can have me. If they're <laughs> smarter than me, they can have me. Um, hey, do you guys want to talk about some of these Christmas things? Let's do it. Uh, since it's a few weeks before Christmas and there's some activities and stuff. I don't, did Jess send you these things, Nick, so you can participate? Yeah, yeah I have. Uh, Excellent. Did did we say who we were talking? Oh yeah, so I'm Jordan, pretty sure we didn't. Oh man, we didn't. you're right. So we're just gonna rewind, like I don't know, almost <laughs> forty minutes. <laughs> Nick Passy is the other voice that you've been hearing. <laughs> what does that mean? Rewind. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Uh, I'm uh, not actually hi, rewinding. I am Nick. So Nick's the other voice. I don't, Nick's been on the show multiple times. Maybe that's why I didn't uh, really think to him. Introduce him because he this kind of started like, jumping. This is like the closest thing to hanging out with my friends I've done all year. So yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you played you played uh, band shows jointly remotely, right? Yeah, yeah. How many yeah, times done, have you done that now? I've done a couple of the live streaming things uh, for for just like my solo music, and we recorded a couple of videos, put those out there. But... Did you guys find a drummer? Um, Folk Hogan has a couple of really good leads, um, but we haven't been able to audition anyone. And the reason why is that we are extremely cautious about getting together. It's a good idea. It's a good idea to be cautious. We get get together um, and have our practice. It's all masked, Um, like even the vocalists. Which, like, you can literally, like, hear it. Like, you'll record stuff on your phone. You can hear it in the mask. You can hear yeah. the mask. Like, just kind of muffling everything. But 
but we've been extremely cautious and that's how we've been able to not like pass anything between us. Um, but what about when you guys kiss each other? <laughs> it's, uh, we just use the masks now. <laughs> okay. I kiss Chris when we're out in public with our masks on all the time. Hey, I do have a question. We're, we're going to go back to this Christmas stuff, but I, this question has been haunting. It's not like the neighbor girl let me come over and play house. <laughs> no. Just stay on, but all right. Okay, so why did you name? You know, you have a bunch of different music adventures out there. You've got Folk Hogan. You've got your own stuff. You also have a little smaller band called. Nick Passy and the Perpetual Sadness. And yeah. the Perpetual Sadness is Caitlin. Well, it's just the name of the band, because sometimes I also have a drummer. I've never seen a drummer with you. Okay. I've only so ever seen you and Caitlin. Yeah, I know. I, and and this, is, this is like a big enough... It's a good point. It's a big enough like concept that like I, like I when I'm introducing the band on stage, um, if you can remember what those look like... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, this is Caitlin, my friend. She's just fine. She's she's okay. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's a fucked up prank to call her the perpetual sadness all the time. <laughs> she's so happy. <laughs> she's never seemed really bummed she out by playing the show. It to be the perpetual sadness. If we were gonna, I mean, if we were gonna rank sadness, it's probably the fucking dude that looks like an old worn out Brillo pad. Crying about, <laughs> crying about his fucked up life. There's a, there's an AJJ lyric that's like, uh, the more, the older I get, the more articulate I am at whining. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Okay, let's go back to this Christmas stuff. So, uh, I pulled a few lists, um, I don't know, a week or two ago, um, with, Christmas, you know, for Christmas activities and traditions and stuff like that in Utah. Um, we like to talk about where you can go see lights usually um, this time of year. Hey, what are you doing over there? You made this cut out. It didn't cut out. Oh, it did for me. You're supposed. You're not supposed to say anything when we have sound problems, remember? <laughs> no, just when we have connection problems, it's different. Um, so there's a whole bunch of lighting displays uh, that are out Um most everyone else is probably looking at this online, so I have printouts. I still have mine from last week. So um, there's still a bunch of tree lightings going on. So um, this list was updated as of uh, end of November, um, and I don't think I pulled this one. This must have been a Jess list. It was my guess. Yeah. I do not know. You're muted, Jess. Yes. I know. Sorry. I was coughing. Um, oh. If it's from Utah's Adventure Family, yes. it was the most recent one. All the other ones that were pulled had things that are not happening right now because of COVID. And so Utah's AdventureFamily.com always has really awesome lists as well. And so that is the one that I pulled. Because so they also have, at the, at the bottom, they also have a list of canceled events. <laughs> Oh, nice, nice. This year's so we'll go through as as the other list, and these are these are about a week and a half old at this point. Um, but the it's still pretty pretty current, I think. Um, so there's uh, we'll get past all the stuff that happened in November and December. Most of those are like lightings. Yeah, but like the Park City Snow Globe Stroll that goes on until um January third, and it's free. There's uh, a Z- Zoo Talk yeah, Christmas Zoo Talk Christmas lights. That's, uh, Guys, up in you can have an encounter with a reindeer. 
<gasps> and Logan. I have in Alaska. I pet reindeer. I fed fed reindeer. It was the coolest thing ever. They're basically just stupid deer. They're so soft though, and they nibble out of your hand, and it's very cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff up in Weaver and Davis County. You've got the Ogden Christmas Village lights on Sherwood up in Kaysville. Willard Bay has Fantasy at the Bay. I don't know what the fuck that is. Probably a place to go get COVID up there. Uh, The Layton City Lights. Um, we'll do Salt Lake County last, I think, because, um, yeah. Because that's what you want? Yep. Utah County, uh, Thanksgiving Point's got their thing going on. Luminaria. Um, Highland has Christmas lights up. Um, Ing Family Christmas lights in Saratoga Springs, apparently. Uh, Lehigh has six very different houses close to each other. <laughs> that's a free. <laughs> that's uh, 11. That is like, that is, that is, that is a go drive around the neighborhood in Lehigh. Actually, Lehigh's got quite a few, uh, neighborhoods, uh, that have a lot of lights. On the bright side. I have, a, I have a friend that lives down there that does the whole light thing. And like, it's to the point where he's got like a YouTube and he gets hired to fly out to different places around the world and set up their Christmas displays. Like, That's wow. Somewhere in Utah that has Christmas light culture. It's, it's, it's Utah County. Yeah, there's tons like Saratoga Springs, Pleasant Grove. Um, I like the light idea of the lights better than the enslaved deer. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you seen what? those where you pull up to the house and it's got a little billboard out front and says "Tune like- to this radio station," yeah. and then the, the music is lined up yeah. to the lights? Yeah, those are kind of cool. Yeah, I have I have a geek brother that. Like is sitting there with like soldering iron doing that. That's so crazy. That's a, that's a, they turn out really cool. I saw a video of uh, one that had two trees talking to each other <laughs> and like saying funny shit and like doing then doing a, a you know the song display stuff, but that kept going back to the two trees like making fun of each other and having a conversation. There's, a whole, there's like a whole like suite, like there's a whole program that you can sequence all that stuff. And you can order all these kits from all these websites and like build the boards yourself and plug in all the stuff. And it's, it's awesome. Like people are, people are so creative. Hey, one thing that one Utah County one that's not on here is, um, Hee Haw Farms and also Evermore. Both are like right next to each other and they both have things that are going on. Is Evermore still in business? It is. It sure is. Barely. It's hanging on. Yep, it's it's hosting a Chris Kindle market. Um, it looks the advertising looks really cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, in Salt Lake County, you've got. Uh, you skipped. You just said you were gonna do that last. You didn't do Washington County. Yeah, I don't care about St. George. Hmm? That's basically the Nevada <laughs> desert. <laughs> uh, there's like um, lights on Wakefield and West Valley. The Tree of Life and Draper. Cottonwood Heights has a bunch of stuff. Highland Valley Club Drive, um, the Shoop Christmas Lights, uh, Bible Street and Sugar House. Um, oh. We heard this street isn't on display in 2020, so maybe that one's not happening. Um, there's the Christmas Street and Sugar House. There's also one in Taylorsville. That's the, the one, one in Taylorsville is cool. It's the storybook one, the 12 Days of Christmas one, I think, mm-hmm. is the one in Taylorsville, right? Yep. We talked about that last year. Uh, there's zoo lights. Um, I don't know if you can fucking get tickets to you those. You can't. Though. So this year they actually gave them for free. It was part of a, a, one of the grants that they've been doing for the cities. And they 
were basically sold out in 10 minutes. <laughs> There's also a light festival at the Utah Fairgrounds called Lumay's, which is like a I, Yeah, my cousin went festival. to it a couple of days ago. It looks really, really cool. Uh, there's also one at the Maverick Center, one of those drive-through light displays at the Maverick Center. So you got your COVID test over at Kearns. Did they put up their light display? Nope. Um, it was actually where the light display goes. Where they had that's the too bad testing. because that was a drive-through one, and it would have been perfect. Like you drive drove your car through like tunnels, but, like a little maze yeah. thing. This is you just roll. You just roll up, and they give you like one of those classic large bulb lights, and they're like, "Here, fill this up with spit." they screw it in and if it lights up you don't have COVID (laughs) you know it's funny because I always I'm always at odds because December is usually where we start having our bad inversion error and uh, we get these drive up light things and it's like yeah you're encouraging people to like basically idle for some amount of time to look at these things I don't know if that's a even me wrapped up here in my blanket who is always cold I do not warm my car up in the morning. No. I just go out and get on it and and drive away and am just cold for a few minutes until it warms up. However, you park yours in the garage, so you don't have to scrape it off. It's no, but I, I, I might warm it up while I'm scraping it, but I still wouldn't just warm it up. I It's just, it's so bad. It's so bad right now. We're not expected to have any kind of storms. If anything, we might have something on Friday, but it's just supposed to be so small. Um, It's it's just not worth it. People are going to listen through like a a few blocks of episode. They're going to hear this one where we've got all the raspy inversion voice. (laughs) The raspy inversion episode. That's what will happen. There's there's also a bunch of rides that you can do. There's a... Um, speaking of that, most of these are like trains or boat rides or wagon rides. A lot of wagon rides. Like our, our buddy Farmer Luke does wagon rides uh, in the winter. He tries to separate people out so you only give COVID to one family at a time. <laughs> I, I don't think he does it that way. Jess just keeps talking, but she's got herself on mute so no one can hear her. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, he's actually running two wagons this year. Uh, usually they only do one, but they have um, definitely uh, stepped up their COVID protocol game. And um, Santa will still be there, so you just have to schedule your time. So, so they take your temperature, and if it's high, you go on wagon ride A. If you don't have a temperature, you're on <laughs> wagon ride B. Yeah, yeah. And wagon ride yeah. A is actually exposed to the cold outdoor air, so it cools you down. Yes. And you can have your temperature yeah. taken and you get on Rag and White B. It's, it's, it's such a weird year for Christmas. It really is. It really is. You know? Sit on, uh, hey, take a picture with Santa. Sit on this prosthetic knee six feet away. And we'll just Photoshop it together. <laughs> well, like, That's actually a really good idea. I bet your kids are less scared that way. You know, it's like you heard all this stuff leading up to Thanksgiving, starting really about this far out from where we are from Christmas, which is like, Roughly two weeks, right? It's what, yeah. 15 days? No. It's more than that. I think it, they said 18 today? 18 days. 17 or 18 days. I don't know. 17, because it's the 25th. Um, but it, it, this was about the same time, just a little over two weeks before Thanksgiving, that everyone started saying, don't travel for Thanksgiving. Have Thanksgiving at home. There's going to be spikes in COVID. No one's saying that about Christmas. But I don't understand what the difference is. They're both holidays where family get together from outside of their own homes and gather in large groups. Like, I don't understand why 
that kind of message isn't being delivered for Christmas because we're starting to spike again. Because um, the baby so Jesus wouldn't give us COVID for Christmas. Are the Catholics <laughs> going to have a midnight mass and like have people in there? I don't know. That's a, that's a brutal thing to do. So anyway, back to the rides. Uh, the Young Living Farm down in uh, Utah County at the bottom of Utah County, Mona. I don't even, Mona might not even be Utah County anymore. That might be Juab. Uh, it's pretty south. But uh, you, it's a $5 ride uh, per person, and at the end, they give you lavender oil. Uh, and, uh, get, you, uh, get you hooked up with your own downline. Oh, here's where they they listed oh, everyone, Jessica, uh, yeah, under miscellaneous. <laughs> the the Heber Creeper is the North Pole Express right now. I actually want to do that, but I shouldn't take seats it away from really some little kid. Out really early though. Yeah, and I would assume they have smaller ridership this year with COVID. So yeah, uh, that's the kind of goes on in Cedar City. What the hell, man? Yeah, you could go on a Provo that's River. Pretty, that's pretty cool, though. Like, I've always wanted to pretend that I was a rich person and have my own train car. Yeah. It's the same price. Yeah, it's probably like, hey, you can book up to six people in a group, and I will just book like all six tickets and just sit in there in a just dress like the Monopoly man. I was just going to ask <laughs> if you were going to wear a top hat. Yeah, just... Sipping my own like like whiskey that I brought that I wasn't supposed to. So you have yeah, there's a bunch of shit in Cedar City. Good good job, guys. They won't be wearing masks down there though. Um, no, they so, don't wear masks in Cedar. Uh, they were protesting human trafficking when we were down there one time, and there was like I don't know 150 people standing in front of the courthouse in Cedar City. I don't know why Cedar City had a big human trafficking protest. It's really big down there, I think. Um, yeah, it's a popular activity, kidnapping young girls. Uh-huh. That's Trying the bathroom stop I mean, when I'm coming through. Statistically, there are more human slaves in the United States now than any other time in history. So and we're not like a small town isn't immune to it. It's just that if they have a thousand people and there's X amount per capita, that they have less, or they don't have less of a problem. That's right. true. But my point of that story was that none of them were wearing masks. Well, there masks. were two. There were two girls wearing masks. Of like 150. Uh-huh. And they were actually social distance from the group, but they had signs. <laughs> but they were like, they're like 10 or 15 feet away and they had masks on. But the difference, the difference is, is that if you get like, like stolen out of the night and like forced into prostitution and you end up there, you have to participate. In a Shakespeare festival every summer. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's man. not as bad as as being down in St. George, where they force you to have um, uh, Confederate flags on your wall and things like that. So no, they just lock you in bathrooms and turn out the lights in Tokerville. <laughs> but that, I don't think that's human trafficking. That's just what you do to your kids. That's just bad parenting. Or, oh, whoops. Or good parenting. Um, so there's a, a, a few other things that I found. These are older, um, that are, you know, like holiday traditions in Utah, uh, and in Salt Lake City. And I, um, thought we could talk about those. Um, I wanted to do the one, the downtown alliance one. Which uh, one's that one? I think it's this traditions one, the first one. This one? Um, yeah, so the find the perfect present is on there. Holiday traditions continue in downtown Salt Lake City. Um, so actually the Downtown Alliance kind of put this thing out 
Um, and a lot of it is, is focused on buying local. So I know we were talking a little bit about Amazon and how that's going crazy. Um, but, you know, spending money locally, shopping locally is a deal. Um, you can actually spend quite a bit more down, like downtown. They have a, uh, I think this is this year's article. I'm pretty sure it is. They have, uh, they have yeah, a, it was written November 25th, 2020. Downtown dollars electronic gift card. Um, and so you can buy $75 in e-gift cards and get another 25 in bonus bucks. Um, but basically it allows you to buy gift cards from places downtown and use them, you know, at like, uh, White Horse Spirits, Whiskey Street, Diabolical Records, um, a lot of different places. That's just a few of them where you can actually, you know, you buy those gift cards and they work at all those businesses and they don't ever expire. Um, so that's a good way to support local businesses and um, not worry about maybe businesses closing down and not being able to use something somewhere. Um, there's the Galvin Center Plaza that's doing a bunch of stuff. Um, there's a... The Temple Square lights, um, they said it went virtual this year. I don't know what that means. Okay, so they're still, they're still up, but because Temple it's Square a, is closed down for construction. I was going to say it's not all, all you of can, them. Yeah, all you can see is just from the outside. So you can like walk the perimeter and look through the gate, basically. So. Uh, anyway, lots of lots of stuff going on downtown. The biggest thing from the downtown alliance was to support local businesses, though. Uh, and then there's this other one. Uh, is Grand America doing their window displays this year? Does yeah, it was know? on that other list. Oh, it was? Uh-huh. Cool. Um, Galvin Center, are they doing ice skating this year? I don't know. I don't know if they have the ice skating ring open or not. I would assume not. But... No, no, No checking this year. But if if you pull the shirt up over their head first, you can you can because then there's an extra layer of of protection. Yeah, they what they do is just put like a big giant bumper on you, so you keep your six feet from everyone else. It's really (laughs) just a bunch of people. It is closed, but I'm wondering if places like the Bountiful Ice Rink and um, the Oval are still hosting ice skating sessions. Because they did just cancel all the speed skating events that were supposed to happen. So, yeah, we talked about zoo lights already. There are a couple, um, I don't know if these choir performances are going to happen either. Like the, the Cathedral of the Madeline, I don't think we'll do their choir performance. I don't think they'll do that Christmas carol sing-along that they usually do um, at the Vivant Arena. So uh, it's very different, like you were saying, Nick, very different sort of season. What moment. are you seeing downtown, Nick? Where you're in? You're not downtown, but you're in that area. Are you? Yeah, seeing like I'm off to like 13. Um, so, uh, I actually am one of these weird people that's working in the office still because there's there's only like four people at my company. Um, and on the rare occasion that we go downtown, we it's it's so strange, like it's so different. Still, like it's it's kind of the snap back into the reality that we're in. We're like, oh, oh, geez, oh wow, you know, because we're not we're not taking a bunch of we're not taking a ton of precautions, like as a as a company because it's like there are four of us, you know, kind of we kind of got everybody's germs at this point, and if if one person's going to get sick, we're all going to get sick. 
And so we're very, very cautious, like if a customer comes in or whatever, like I don't want to say that. So in some weird ways, like uh, life feels pretty normal to me, other than the fact that I only go two places, three if you count the grocery store. And, uh, but going downtown is just so strange because I love, I love like Broadway, like 300 South. It's all like, it stretches like west to east and you just go down it and there's like nothing happening. I mean, there's no we're people, used to just seeing people. all these people walking around and, and especially this time of year, normally there would be people all over. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd, you'd get the whole downtown. People going to look at the Temple Square lights, and there's usually a food truck called the Cook of Mormon. It smells <laughs> like macaroni and or uh, funeral potatoes and like some classic like Mormon dishes. Jello mold with carrots yeah. in it. Yeah, um, like there's usually a lot going on. You know, it's usually pretty active, active time. Just not so much these days. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. So, I mean, the grocery store is busy because, like, people still have to, like, eat on the same, on the same schedule that they had to eat before all of this. <laughs> so. Yeah, but otherwise, most of the other businesses. So that's why, I mean, that's why we talk about it a lot, like, patronizing businesses, you know, ordering to go from restaurants. Yeah. Buying local stuff is such a big deal this, this year because it's, a lot of these businesses, they're just, they're going to go under, you know. Thankfully, we're not in California. We don't have a, a governor and a legislative body that are okaying, you know, full on shutdowns multiple times and completely closing restaurants for the second or third time in a year. Like, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really tough. Like, like, because it's just like I wake up one day and I feel very, one side of the argument, I wake up the next day, I feel very the other side of the argument. And like, it's, you know, it's hard to be a very analytical person in this situation. Because I think that, that Chris struggles with that same thing, Nick. Yeah, every day. It's, it's hard to, because look, you don't want to put a price on human life and you don't want to say yeah. no. economics is more important than humanity, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a boot licker. And at the same time, I don't want to ignore the fact that this might be around for five years. This might be around for 50 years. Yeah. And I mean, what do you do? Like when, you know, 1% of the population dying is, is pretty massive, you know, anyway, you slice it. Um, but at the same time, like how many more people will have massively adverse negative impacts because of what's going on economically and I'm not the, I'm not just talking in the U.S. I'm talking globally. Like I don't know how Australia is going to recover from what they've done, right? They've they've more or less eradicated it uh, in Australia, but they were shut down for months. And by shut down, I mean you could go to the grocery store once a week. Like you could drive at one point like yeah. fifteen twenty miles from your house, and that was it. You if we're gonna be if we're gonna be honest, like there was no real shutdown in Utah. No, there not was, really. It was basically just like there was a fuck bars and restaurants over for three weeks. Yeah, 
that was that was the shutdown. I mean, it really, that that was it. Like bars and like they, instead of trying to figure out from businesses, hey, how can we do this effectively and and not force you guys to close? They just closed everyone. Um, and there's some industries. I mean, Nick, you're you're we we've talked about you guys on the show a lot and and supporting you guys uh, as artists locally. I mean, you have another job. Like that's not what pays your yeah. rent. But yeah. you know, some of the some of your bandmates with Folk Hogan, like their lives are are music. Like that's what they do for their jobs. Yeah, the the like it may still be a passion project for them, like a really 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 demanding huge giant passion project that you work at harder than probably any job that you've ever had. But um, you know the rest of the time to pay their bills, uh, Scott, our bass player, is a sound guy. So like he's kind of fucked. Yeah, because uh, there's no events, and 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 so on. You know, like every everybody's kind of in like some. They've all had to figure out some sort of way to utilize all of the talents that you have as a musician to have a job that makes you money, so that you can turn around and and put money into or or break even on um, your passion. Your passion. And, and so you have people that are uh, musician instructors. You have people that yeah. do recording studios yeah. Cameron, and producing. Cameron teaches banjo lessons. That's that's probably seventy five percent of his income. Cameron is the most talented banjo player that you'll ever meet. He is endorsed by Recording King, which is a company that primarily is known for banjo. making banjos. <laughs> Like they, you know, they sent him like a $4,000 banjo and they're just like, just play it and take an occasional Instagram because you're so amazing that that would help us sell so many banjos. Which is freaking wild. But like during this time, all of that stuff, even the instruction, like it's just not happening because you don't want random person in your home. In our band. For the most part, um, aside from Moses, uh, uh, Moses has really bad asthma, so he's in the high risk category. And like the only show that we've ever canceled was because everybody in the band caught a cold, and then two weeks later, Moses was in the hospital. And is the asthma with the cold? Yeah, and so like. The idea of him getting COVID is like life threatening, right? And, um, you know, asthma is incredibly common. And so there's lots of people that can relate to this, but, you know, I, we, we have to consider these things. Um, so it's, it's. Yeah, I mean, that was the. It's tough. And that was, I mean, that was the, that, that's the whole, every time we bring it up, that's one of the big reasons is, you know, what you can do to help these guys is buy their merch, you know, Um, you know, support them any way you can if they do a live show online. We're, we're kind of, we're kind of between a rock and a hard place because, uh, we're, we're looking for a new drummer. So we're not going to do, we're not going to do shows. And we were also in the middle of training a new bass player. So we were, we were getting ready to just have like an hour and a half worth of music. We usually have 
six to eight hours with the music so that we can play these between an hour and a half and three hour sets or four hour sets. And, uh, and so we, we haven't really been able to safely get together and do a live, like, show. We haven't been able to, like, say, like, you know, we're all going to get on Facebook and make Zuckerberg money today and $35 in tips and be like, that was worth six adults time. Um, five of us or whatever, you know, we, the only show that we've really been able to do since everything got shut off was, uh, we had in the summer we were doing the bike cruise and we practiced all week to do this Beatles set. We did the first night and it went over really well. It was so, you guys did so well. It was so good. It was, it was nuts. Like we played, you know, like we, we rehearsed for like four hours plus a day for a whole week to do this show. And then it's like, that was Thursday or Friday. And then like Saturday was like Black Lives Matter protests, cop court car turned over and like half of the band just tore off to go just like, just go protest, but like there was no way we were going to do shows the next two days. It wasn't safe for people to bike around and there was way more important stuff going on. So as far as like an income stream, if you think about us, this is a watermelon on a toothpick. (laughs) The only way that we make money is we play shows because everything else like we're in somebody else's pocket. Um, we, it's it's a little difficult. Like I was I was consulting with Crook in the Bluff. Like don't don't tell anybody, but like a lot of the local bands in this music mm-hmm. scene. You know you're on a podcast, right? <laughs> don't tell anyone, but like all of the local bands in the scene are really really good friends, and we all hang out together, and we drink beers together, and we love each other because uh, we're kind of all in the same boat. But Crook in the Bluff, um, I've been consulting with because, um, they've lost a member or two and, and it's down. They're usually, it kind of started as a two piece and they've grown and shrank and grown and shrank and they're back to being just the two of them. And they're sitting there asking me like all of these questions about like making merch and where do I get this made and where do I do this and how does the graphic design element of this work and this and what kind of file type and, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And like you know, uh, Kurt pulled out a guitar and started playing while we were waiting for you to jump on the call. And I and I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot that's why we do this. And I forgot about the music. And like seriously, like if you're the you know the digital marketer for a company right now, if you're if you're the person that that works in the graphic design department, or if you're the person that manages the website, or you're one of the persons that manages the website, or or you do anything for any business right now, you can imagine that like with when you take away shows, all that's really left from a band is the ability to sell merch and the fact that we have to manage all of the social media to keep that going. And and it's like we we can't even get together for practice. I would just like I would just like to drink a few beers with my friends and play some songs. 
And we haven't been able to do that for like two months. And, you know, like that's what like keeps it, like that is our That's what keeps the passion going. Yeah. Like that is, that is the ramen and the packet that it comes with. (laughs) (laughs) Not even dry, just made. Do you, do you use soy sauce flavor mostly, Nick? Is that? I think that's like the only, that's like the only one that's vegan. The um, only one that doesn't have animal byproducts. It's it? the only one that haven't, yeah. And like, I don't blame them. Like, you know, it's like, we all have that sketchy friend that's like, hey, do you want to buy this factory full of animal bones and grind it down and put it in your ramen? We all know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> really all what if I'm that. that guy, Nick? Can we still be friends? That's like, uh, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm like the most laid back vegan you'll ever make, but, but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna poke fun at people. And if, especially, especially if they start giving me shit. Oh man. <laughs> I want to talk about that, Nick. I, I actually put that down as a question to talk yeah. about with you because the, you've been during the pandemic in particular. And I don't know if it was mm-hmm. the pandemic or if it was being in a house and not just your your weird apartment that you were in for, for yeah. years, if it was the transition to the house or if it was the pandemic, but you've been making and posting and selling all kinds of crazy vegan shit. Uh, so what happened was like, um, I, I got laid off of my job of seven and a half years, but before that they were just struggling to keep us all employed. And so, I'm in a brand new house with a like kitchen that is luxurious and compared to my old kitchen. My old kitchen was like almost enough space that you can decide whether you're going to dry dishes there or you're going to put one cutting board down. Yeah, but it like, had the really cool ironing board in the it, wall. It had an ironing board in the wall. For all the ironing that Nick does in his life. <laughs> you know? It was pretty rad. <laughs> Has anyone ironed anything in the last five years? Oh, yeah. Yes, I Old did. Time? I do. Okay. I press all of Chris's stuff. Oh, congratulations for not being a weird slob. Um, <laughs> well, the ki- I think the kitchen ironing board is used specifically for grilled cheeses. Yes. I think that's the only <laughs> use that has Benny and June style. Aw. That's, that's so good. Yeah, so I went from, I went from like, just 115 year old, 118 year old apartment complex with like the cockroaches and the small space and like nothing was good about that place. Um, to like a brand new kitchen that was designed for like a lot more of like what we want modernly, which is like, and so there's like this giant like gas range with like the cooktop in the middle. And I'm like, I'm never going to use that. And two days later, I've used it like five times. Like, it's just, you guys, like, I felt so much guilt personally moving into this brand new place, just feeling like no one in my family is ever going to live somewhere like this. And it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's just because I've gone without for so long. I've, I've lived in that other place with the cockroaches and the, the slugs that come out of the bathtub and the, you sit down on the toilet and 
Mimi hits the kitchen sink, and, like, anybody that's been to my house, like, probably knows about some of these things intimately. Um, so I just started cooking like crazy because I had a limited amount of work to do and a brand new house and I couldn't go anywhere because of the coronavirus. And it's just like, I just started cooking. So I started buying more ingredients and then I accidentally bought the wrong kind of flour. And then all of a sudden I had, and then Nick made pizza dough and it was delicious. I went to go buy some, some vital wheat gluten, which is often called high gluten flour, but I bought high gluten flour that's used for pizza dough. And so I had a 50 pound bag of pizza <laughs> oh dough. God. 50 pounds. And, uh, you know, this is the, you know, this is the dark side of living by the restaurant supply. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, as you say, that's right by you, isn't it? Yeah. So I love that place. It's, it's been nothing but great. So I just like started making pizza dough and I go to their website and they have like recipes and they're like, all right, well start out with a 50 pound bag and add it to the, your commercial mixer. And I'm just like, I, uh, I got a bowl. <laughs> I got a kitchen aid and a Bosch here. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like looking at the increments and I'm like, all right, well, if I take the one that starts out with five pounds of flour and I divide it by half, then I can probably fit it in both of these mixers at the same time. And I'm still <laughs> making like way more pizza dough than any human being needs. But, you know, it just, it just kind of was like a renaissance for a while where I was like working from home, I was cooking constantly. And, and, you know, I lost that job. I got another job and I'm in the office like all the time now. And it's, it's a little bit brutal. Like you're just like, people used to leave the house five days a week. (laughs) I know. I I hope that I never have to go back to my office. Yeah. Like I just want to go back to when I was like, well, I got all this pizza dough in the fridge, so maybe I'll make focaccia for lunch. <laughs> but you weren't even like, how did I mean? How did you get to a point where you were selling? Like I, I would catch on, you know, Facebook while I was taking a shit that you were selling like vegan grounds. That yeah, you made. I just love, I just love creating products, and I'm very like, very much like a businessman in that regard. I always have been like even as a kid. And so I love the whole process of like create the thing and then go sell the thing. And I, and so, uh, for a while I was just like cooking constantly and I got kind of bored of that. And so I was making like, I figured out this amazing recipe for these like vegan beef grounds. And I was like, this is better. This is better than the beyond beef. This is better than like, this brand and this brand and this brand. And I'm just, I'm going to make this and sell it. And I s- sold it for a few weeks. Um, and like all of this is just like led, like I've had so many experiences and I've, I've, I've tried and I've done okay or like great or I've failed. I've, I've done so many things to get where I'm at. I just, I've, I've learned so much about how customer interaction works and the whole life cycle of a product that, that like, it's just like, there's been, 
there's been very few failures in our life. There's just been a lot of like, you, you win or you learn, basically. It's a pretty good way to look at it. What, uh, so what's the, the record spread stuff that you're doing? Cause that's another one of your, I mean, yep. you're like the penultimate entrepreneur right now. Right? It's like a I, renaissance man. Like, let's start a thing. So you get two friends, and you get two friends, and you get two friends, and you get... Uh, it's a fucking doTERRA. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I used to ride Vespas in, in Utah County a lot, and we had, like, a wide range of people in the group, because the only thing that connected us was that we were all fucking nerds that rode Vespas. <laughs> and there was one guy that was, like, kind of older, and I was like, what's the deal? Like, why? Like, I... I grew up in Utah County. Like, what? Why do we have such a like a a multi level marketing like, culture in here? And we were kind of like talking about that and laughing about that. And he's like, "I actually have the original Amway." <laughs> Amway, Amway. I've been holding on to it because I'm going to eBay it, and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I love this. I love this idea." So, are you saying that record spread is like multi-level marketing? No, it's not. <laughs> I went on a bad tangent there, didn't I? Okay, so, <clears throat> okay, so record spread. Um, Recordspread.com is my website that I just started, and it's been about seventy days at this point, give or take about three days. And, and what it is, is it's a monthly subscription box. So you may have like seen some of the subscription boxes out there. Like, like if you have a dog, there's Bark Box. If you're into makeup, there's, there's just, there's all these different subscription boxes. Well, this is one for people that want to discover new music and they're into records, like vinyl records. And so. It's called recordspread.com and it's 30 bucks a month and, and there's discounts for three month and 12 month or multiple records. And you can add up to three records per month. And then what happens is that every month I send out a record that I absolutely love. So it's just like you take this career musician that's traveled all over the world playing music and has all of these independent contacts. And it's, it's almost as if you had like a personal stylist for your music collection. I mean, I'm not like everybody gets the same record. Don't, don't misunderstand that. But, but it's like, you know, I have a friend that's super into cars. And if I was going to go buy a new car, I'd probably just kind of go, Hey man, uh, I got about this much. What should I buy? Cause like, I don't care. Like I, I care, like, I want to have the right one, but, like, I'm, I'm not going to dedicate my life to that. Meanwhile, like, I've shared the stage with all of these bands on all of these different levels in the United States and Europe, and, you know, it's like, so it might be, like, in February, I'm really shooting for the new Austin Lucas record. And it's like, you might be totally into country music and not know who Austin Lucas is. But like, meanwhile, he's getting, 
his new record is like just working his way up the charts and just getting posted on all these music publications. And it's probably the best fucking record that gets released this year. And so if you subscribe, you just, you just, you just get a, you just get a cut through all the shit and, and, and you just get like the cream. It's like a super good curated Columbia records. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and, there, and there's been, like, all these other companies. My great-grandfather used to, like, literally, like, flip through the Sears catalog and, like, mm-hmm. order a vinyl record player and speakers and records and all this stuff. Like, it's not a new idea by any means, but, but like, be honest with yourself right now. What is your music discovery system like? Like, how much... If it's a radio station on Pandora or Spotify, it's the same music that you always listen to. It's kind of somehow always falls into the same two or three artists that they want to push because there's a robot on the other side of that just shitting music into your ears. And, and, and I just got the mental picture of a robot actually shitting into someone's ear. It's just, it's not... You know, so what's your music discovery? Like, like think about yourself and the quality of life and how music helps or aids you. And like, what is your, and so when you turn that around on yourself and you're really honest, like, what is your music discovery system like? How many new bands are you finding out about per month or year? And, and are they awesome? Like, are they amazing? And, and the thing that's cool about vinyl is you get it and you pull it out of the sleeve and you put it on the turntable and you actually listen to it. It isn't some shit in the background while you're shopping around at the retail store. It's an, it's, it it's an active experience that you're, you're there for. And, you know, when 17 minutes are up and you have to flip that thing around, you're actually thinking about the record and you're thinking, okay, did I actually listen to that? Do I want to go back and listen to that again? And, you know, everybody's got a process for listening to music, but I think it's more important to your mental health. And, you know, if you're working out to records, maybe your physical health to actually make that an active part of your month. It doesn't have to be a daily thing. I'm, I'm still listening to Spotify, giving 0.006 cents per listen to someone in hopes that if they have a hundred thousand listens, they might make, you know, a hundred dollars someday or whatever. But, but so that's what it is. That's my, that's my giant soapbox. It's, it's a music discovery process for you or since it's Christmas, I've, I've refined and worked on gift giving process. There's a whole page on the website that explains like, how do I give this as a gift? And, and there's basically two giant categories, which are one, um, you select gifts as a gift, you put in their email address and they're instantly notified. And that gives them all the features of having their own account, except for you're the one that's paying for it. And whenever you cancel that and it expires, then they have the option of continuing that. Or, um, you go with, you go with the secret mode because it's Christmas and you don't want to spoil it. And you just put in their information simply as the shipping address. And then they don't get an email. They don't get their own account. 
but it just starts showing up. Nice. That's a pretty cool idea. I mean, like you said, it's not that it hasn't been done before, but I don't know of anyone doing a really cool curated vinyl collection. Yeah. It's not a robot shitting it into your ears. Yeah. It will grow. It will grow and we'll get a robot. We'll hire a robot. We'll find one. And, uh, <laughs> but like in the meantime, it's, it's very wholesome. It's very indie. And there's, so there's, because it can be any record that I listen to personally, um, there's a lot of Salt Lake stuff on there. There's some stuff in the Netherlands. Which helps support local folks. Yeah. Yeah, like, even if, even if I'm going out and buying, like, a bunch of on the water records from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, like, you're still helping me out. Like, a musician that's been out of work since March 16th. Like, you're still helping out them, which they live a place, and that's local to them. And And they've been out of work. Yeah. yeah, they're not they're not some they're not some mega corporation that's trying to evade their taxes and keep their money offshore so that they can just like fuck us all over when the robots take over. Like they're <laughs> they're like they're musicians trying to trying to survive capitalism during COVID, like the rest of us. Hey, I had a couple questions. For- oh, yeah. ahead, I guess. I was just gonna say you've been doing this for a couple of months now. And it's been like some really great press and some really great feedback. There is a lot of new music that comes out literally every week. How, how are you personally picking what you're choosing for your, your subscribers? It's, it's limited in scope and the idea that I listen to like folk, punk, indie, metal, um, Acoustic, like, I listen to, like, a, a kind of a, a realm of genres. And then, for the most part, so far, I've just been featuring bands that I've shared the stage with, or that I personally oh. really love. So, like, I've been talking to Austin Lucas's record label, because he was in, he was in Germany when all of this went down. He's, he's, um, based out of, he might be based out of Pennsylvania, though, grew up in the South. And, um, and like, that's somebody that, like, I've played a show with. Like, I've played a show with, like, all of these different bands. Like, they're, like, on the water. Um, you know, we, we had been talking back and forth about going on tour together and starting out in the East Coast and making our way back to the West Coast. Um, this month's record, uh, <clears throat> excuse me with the voice today. Um, this month's record is No Woman is the Sea, and the artist is Josely Paulette, and she's a local singer-songwriter from Salt Lake City, Utah, and um, she is such an incredible musician that um, one of the local record shops in Ogden actually funded her release. Oh, so they're not a record label. They're not a record label. They're just like a, they're just like another micro business just trying to fucking survive COVID. And they're just like, like wholeheartedly like posting on their social media, like, Hey, social distancing is super important to us. We're still going to do record store day, but this is how it's going to work and book your time slot or do this or we'll mail it to you or we'll do this. 
they actually funded her whole release. That's and awesome. you guys like this album isn't it isn't something that I'm trying to buy as a product and send everybody in record spread. This is like the album of the year for me. Like I have listened to this so many times that when the when the whole like Spotify like like report came out and it was only like second, I was like, well, I guess it only came out three months ago. So what was first? Uh, David Bazan. Um, he's from Seattle, and uh, he's pretty much like if the guy if the guy from Death, Death Cab for Cutie. Um, I mean, they're like friends, right? And it's like you have one friend that did really well, and you're the other friend. <laughs> so he's like he's like uh, Anvil. Yeah. And so he's been around since like 99. And, and the thing that's fucked him is like, he's like, well, I'm going to change the band name. I'm going to change the band name again. I'm going to change the band name again. So there's like five music projects that are all literally just this one guy that's a fucking music genius. And it's like, this one has 100,000 fans and this one has 150 and this one has 120. And this one has 120. And if like they all just were like this, figured out it was the same fucking thing. Branding, it was like, man, it's the same guy. It's one musical genius. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so there's a. You've watched that documentary, right? Uh, which one? The Anvil documentary, isn't it? Called Anvil: The Story of Anvil or something. It's the. The metal band that used to tour with like Megadeth and Metallica and yeah, Slayer and all those just guys. like kind of mismanaged or whatever. Yeah, like same story. Like they used to open like huge arenas for these guys, and they just never made it big themselves. And like in the documentary, they're talking to they're talking to members of these these like huge metal bands that did these you know ninety thousand plus person arena shows. And they're like, oh yeah, these guys were great. We used to steal their shit all the time. Like, yeah. Just like steal their riffs and add them to their songs, and these guys never made it. And they're, you know, on their like, you know, fifties and sixties now, still playing local bars because they yeah. still have this love of music. Well, and, and at that time too, it was like you were either nothing, or you were the person in the arena. Like yeah. the thing about the internet is it's just kind of compressed everything down to where there's a lot of levels in between, like being no one. And being like the top tier. Well, you, you're able to produce stuff yourself now. You, yeah. you can, you can put stuff out yourself now that you couldn't do even 10 yeah. years ago. You couldn't really do that. And it's, it's really changed the way yeah. music is created. And, you know, the, I, the sur- I just barely, um, received eight boxes yesterday from the Czech Republic that are my new vinyl record. Oh, nice. And behind all of that, is two and a half years of going into the studio multiple times a week and self-funding this album. And uh, really the point to be made here is that, like, you know, that isn't like it was in the... Like, there, it didn't cost $100,000 to go record that at, at you know, a multi-million dollar studio. Um, I'm able to work with Steve Phillips, which has several Sony clients at any time. And 
and he puts the same level of production into my records, and, you know, it's very affordable, basically. Like, because it costs less to have a studio, the technology's a lot more advanced. Um, you're able to send files across the internet? Yeah, you're able to and do not a have lot of to stuff. have like huge tapes sitting there that he has to mix by hand and what's it what's the what's it called pro tools is that uh-huh. Uh-huh. so that I, I was I was recently in an interview with Billy Corgan and he just said that it's been such a game changer during all of this and it was really cool to hear him talk about that yeah I mean because you know before digital file transferring before recording to digital. I mean, the microprocessor isn't that old in the scope of, of music. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you know, somebody like me is able to go in and get the highest level of recording for, you know, a fraction of the price of what it might have costed 30 years ago. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing and game-changing. Of course, that's... Uh tougher to do with COVID around, even. Uh, yeah, some of that yeah. Stuff, so. You got the time. <laughs> got the time. You know, got the- it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, um, it's, it's, it's really ebbed and flowed. Like, uh, like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, depressed, but I would say that the amount of time spent just being free and feeling like, oh, like I can create something right now or I can play music right now is, is, is very small compared to past years. Like when I was working more, when I was in the office more, when I was, when I was playing more shows, when I was, I had all these other obligations outside of the house, but somehow I, I spent more time songwriting. I spent more. And that, that hasn't been the case for every musician. Some musicians have buckled down. And just written a shit ton. They've recorded new albums. They've got new stuff done. And even I, included with Full Hogan, we went down to Spring City for three weeks, and we just wrote songs all day, every day, for three weeks. That's and awesome. we left with like forty new songs. That's so cool. And That's now really we're, awesome. Now we're just working them out, but but there's something about this year that's just for me personally. It's like I, well, I, I mean, if you if you guitar. listen to your songs, Nick, I mean, I've listened to a lot of your songs. On, I like your songs a lot. Um, but if you listen to them, it is, a lot of it is, it seems expressive, of, at least to me, of, you know, you being out in the world and doing things and where you're not doing any of that. It, I mean, it, it's got to be hard for someone that, that that's a big inspiration. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how many times I ran into you downtown when I go to something at the farmer's market or, and I, I would run into you all the fucking time <laughs> and we don't live anywhere near each other, but you were always out and about. Yeah. And not, not having that freedom now. I mean, you, you could do that, but I'm not doing that and neither is anyone else. So not having that kind of freedom and those interactions and, and that kind of, Movement that's that's got to be killer on on a creative yeah. mind. I'm you know I'm the biggest introvert ever, but I love getting out and playing shows. Um, I love interacting with the fans, and 
like talking to them and hearing their story and how they found out about the bands and all this stuff. And like, you know, meanwhile, you know, I, I, I got two gig offers today that I turned down because I just, I, I feel like it would be shitty for me to act, ask people to get together right now. The numbers are so high and I know that threshold's going to be different for everybody. And like, I've even like, I've played a few solo shows over like social distancing and all that stuff when the numbers were a lot lower. And, and like, I got a ton of shit from that. Like I just like, people were just like literally like, fuck you. And it's like, you're not wrong, but like, you know, we're taking all these precautions here. Yeah. Like, what if, what if this is 50 years of this? Like, when do we ease up? I mean, that's gonna, that's like everybody's individual, like, moral compass is gonna have to, is gonna have to figure that one out, what true north is. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's been a lot longer than two weeks. You know, it's, uh-huh. we got a year. And got a baby. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, at some point, like, you know, nobody wants to be the first person that is like, ah, fuck it, you know, but, you know, you don't want to be the, you don't want to be the promoters back in, in March when I was canceling shows that are just like, really? You think this thing is going to be so bad that you're going to cancel your show? Like, yeah, I do. Yeah. And like now here, here in December, we're at like 80 plus percent, you know, hospitalization, uh, you know, capacity for ICUs and. (laughs) Well, Nick, I, I don't want to end on a depressing note, but I think, um, I think we will anyway. I actually was actually, I, I was actually curious and you talked a little bit about, you know, some of the stuff you've really been listening to, but I, I'm curious from a, a personal level, what is your favorite song of all time? What is that song that you, you know, whether it's something you've written or something that you listen to that's inspiring for you, what's, what's that one song that you can just always just flip on and, and, and just experience it and love it more than anything else? Ooh, that's a, that's like a, like, that's a tough one for a musician. Yeah, I know. That's like picking between your kids. It, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but everyone's got, you know, you've, everyone's yeah. got those songs. Like, you know, I've got, there's songs for me, um, and, and they all kind of fill different niches, but, um, you know, the specials, uh, their cover of Under Pressure is really, yeah. really good to me. Uh, it's a song that always just gets me up and going and in a good mood. And I'm just curious what, what those songs are for you. Um, I'd say like David Bazan, Wolves at the Door has been like pretty much. It's number one on Spotify. Pretty much number one. (laughs) Right. That's what I've been listening to a lot last two years. And, uh, and, uh, before that, Propagandi Victory Lab. Um, Something kind of interesting about this year, people have been listening to softer music in general. Um, all of the, the music services, services that track that. Classical um, music is having a resurgence this year. People are listening to more, more indie, more folk, more classical, more lighter. I don't know if it's, you know, we don't have to get out there and traffic as much and, 
There's probably a lot less anger, that's for sure. What? And that that stuff's easier to listen to long time too. Like, it, you know, a lot of people are at home all day, and so, yeah. you know, I I like heavy stuff, but I couldn't listen to that for eight hours. But if you're at home, you can have the radio on, or you can have music playing on your computer. Like, there's a there's a, there's something to be said for the the softer, easier stuff to listen to for sure. For real. Hey, Nick, thanks a lot for uh, taking the time with us tonight to join the show and be pretty open about stuff and talk about how robots are taking everything over and going <laughs> to shit in the <laughs> You guys, it's, it's just good to see you. Like, I, like if, if, the, if it gets deleted on accident or whatever, like, no, no harm, no foul, because just, it just feels, it, like, unlike anything else this year, it just feels like hanging out with some friends. So it's just... You know, Jess literally helped me move into this place when, when I, I couldn't reach out to anybody else, like, because it was like socially irresponsible to ask. <laughs> you know, so. I don't like, know what that says about me. <laughs> it's, it says that you're willing, you're, you're willing to weigh out the risks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safer. Uh, we, it's safer than it's going to the grocery store now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and I, you know, we're doing this one, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're doing it entirely on Skype because while I feel fine, I actually had exposure to COVID, like firsthand exposure. I was in a in a room with someone that had COVID, that was tested positive for COVID two days later, all day. Yeah, and and yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I don't have a test result back, and so I'm not, you know, I'm not it willing does, to risk that with. It doesn't take very much. Yeah. No, no, and I'm just not, I'm just not willing to risk people that I care about in that manner. Uh, you know, because there, there is a real possibility that I'm an asymptomatic carrier of COVID, like a lot of people. So. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 good to talk with you, Nick. I, I we always appreciate having you on the show, and you know we miss these conversations with with folks that we get to see all the time. Like I said, I'm. I miss getting to see you randomly at uh, places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss we had done, you, you were playing. This is this is what I mean when, when I say I run into your ass randomly all the time. <laughs> we had come back from our cruise last summer. So uh, August of last year, we went on a cruise to Alaska. We had come back. It was a couple weeks after we were back, and we were doing something, and I told Bree, we should go to this. There, there's a big dog adoption event in West Valley or in West Jordan at the at the library there. Yeah. We, we should go check it out. We should go look for dogs because we were getting ready to get a dog. And we found Phoebe, but Nick was playing yep. with yep. Perpetual Sadness. I'm sorry, Caitlin. Sure. That's your name from now sure. on. But they were playing at this event randomly. Like randomly. Yeah, they have us every year. Yeah. We were playing and we ran into Nick. Yeah. yeah. And then that's the kind of thing, like just... I, I, you know, not getting to see you at all all year was kind of depressing. But you'll always be a part of our doggy adoption. Wow. Yeah, we did yeah. adopt her that day. That's that's the thing that's really fun as a musician, like, like behind behind the scenes, is playing those gigs that are like, you know, it's like okay, everybody wants to go open up this giant theater and have five thousand people roll in, but when you're on my level, uh. Sometimes those gigs, like the dog adoption event, you know, come play in our windowsill at this place. Like, our grocery store just wants to see if this would work. Our, like, you know, 
the 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 most popular gig I had over the years was the was Este in Sugar House. Oh yeah, at the pizza place, yeah. Do they because have any news, Nick? Are they going to be able to stay open? I hope so. Uh, like they're they're struggling. Like every restaurant is struggling. I don't know officially, but like go support them. Go support them so much. Um, the husband and wife that own that place are like two of the most genuine, amazing people that I've ever known. But um, if that doesn't convince you, it's the best fucking pizza in Salt Lake. So, so like, I don't know, decide with your heart or your stomach, but either way, like they need to win on this one. Uh, They're awesome. They're so awesome. Yeah. They like, go get the garlic knots for sure. So Nick, uh, record, uh, recordspread.com is your yeah. records spread. What, what's your site so people can buy your shit, um, Hulk Hogan shit? You can, you can find, you can find me at nickpassy.com and yeah, there's like, sweet button right, and all kinds of other shit. right on the banner, there's a link to the new album. You can buy pre-designed stuff. There's, there's all sorts of stuff. There's a number one cat dad shirt on there that just sold today. So if you want to buy a shirt for the number one cat dad in your life. <laughs> um, awesome. I would like, just, fucking wear it's that. Just, it's just like anytime I just get a wild hair and I want to put something somewhere, it's probably there. And then Folk Hogan has a ton of stuff going on. Uh, we're, we've got a bunch of merch that we made back in March that's brand new to everybody still because they've never seen it. We haven't played a show since March 16th. And, uh, we're about ready to release, uh, a sex toy. And I think that's probably all I can say about that. Wow. <laughs> I think that's enough. I don't think you need to say more about it. You might be ready for Christmas. <laughs> Give it to your mother. I don't know. Anal what would Ford say? And, uh, anal beats. and, uh, and so, like, Hulk Hogan's been scheming, and, like, we've, you know, we're we're a funny brand that does funny shit all the time. All right, Nick, I, I got to ask you. So I just looked up at the thing from Behold, and I, I just picked, there's a banjo, and I was like, is is it like a dildo that's the base is a banjo? Banjo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, that would make a pretty good dildo. It's just got that big, like, sturdy base, but... The only other band that's released a sex toy was Ghost, and they had this whole, like, sacrilegious, like, six-piece set. That is um, funny. That is... So one of the guys that works for me, Steve, that is his favorite band of all time. He follows them. He goes to concerts yeah. all the time down in San Diego. Well, he used to before COVID. Um, but he loves those guys. So that's funny that you, uh, they had a sex toy. That's crazy. Yeah. They, it was like a batch. Like it was like a box and like all of the individual pieces. Yeah. <laughs> all, the whole rest of Full Hogan is like cooler than that band. They're like, I've never heard him, but I read on the internet. I'm like, <laughs> They're pretty good. They're good. I don't know how much more like, old And I'm like, uh huh, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, good. Flipping through your dad's record collection, and you like found something next to the Black Sabbath record. And it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they're they're good. It's stuff. Black Sabbath adjacent. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, if you, uh, if you, those of you listening to this want to get a hold of us on social media, it's at TNU Podcast. Uh, you can also uh, go to our website, thenewutah.com. We'll have links to all the shit we've talked about today. Um, um, probably, hopefully, Jess will have stuff up before Christmas about all the Christmas things. And if not, oh well. <laughs> Put them up on January 2nd. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I feel like if it hasn't been said on this podcast and every podcast that you listen to, like this year, especially, like shop local. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Just change what you were going to give as a gift. Like, think about it. Like, if you come to Record Spread, if you come to, like, Bulk Open, great. But, like, otherwise, like, you know, if you really want, I don't care if, like, you want a Metallica record, like, go, go to Bo- Doll, Diabolical, yeah. go buy yeah. Randy. Yeah. Go to Randy and go buy it. If you want, if, if you want to give someone, you know, uh, a musical instrument, go to Daymary Music or what's the, there's the one up in, uh, Tarzar. Yeah. Tarzar. Go to, are you sure of them? You go to not guitar center. With your mask on, of course. And and just yell full Hogan and see what happens. See how many people yeah. <laughs> and record it and then post it online. You never know. So yeah, I mean those are the kinds of things like just think about what you're giving. Um if you feel like you need to like donate some shit for a, a shitty white elephant or something, um go shop locally, go to an antique store, go to fucking chocolate conspiracy and buy some of their chocolate. Like, but don't give that for a white elephant. That's our real gift. Yeah. If you're listening this week, uh, this coming up weekend is Urban Flea Market at the Gateway. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks so much, Nick, for joining us. Um, yeah, we're trying to keep, keep the robots from yeah. shitting in your ear. Yeah. Go, go sign up for record spread. Go sign up for yourself. Go sign up for somebody that you're giving a gift to. And that would be like, the cool version of a wine of the month club. Yeah. And, uh, and then if you, and if you're like, Oh man, I want to do that, but I need a record player. Just like, send me a message, send me an email, send me a message. I've, I've checked every single one of them since 1999 and I will reply to you. <laughs> and I'll help you pick out a record player and you'll sign up for a record spread and you'll be like the tastemaker and you'll be the coolest person ever. <laughs> <laughs>